All right, so uh, I'm today I'm at Whitehawk Football Club. I'm joined by uh, Kevin Miller, who is head of commercial. Head of commercial, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, Hi, Kevin, thanks for coming on to the show. Absolute um, pleasure. So, let's firstly give everyone a bit of a background, like your history. You've been working in football for a while, done a yeah. few things. Um, started in 2005-06 um, at Watford. Um, they just got promoted. In fact, my first... Um, my first game was the playoff semi-final, um, Watford Palace, um, second leg at Vicarage Road, nil-nil, and uh, Watford had won three-nil in the previous first leg at Sellers Park. So my actual first full game was at the Millennium Stadium, watching Watford beat Leeds three-nil to go to the Premier League. Brilliant! Um, Baptism of fire. Two weeks later, I'm standing on the top deck of a bus being paraded <laughs> around Watford High Street, um, <laughs> having gone up to the Premier League and members of staff coming up to me, knocking, you know, tapping me on the shoulder, going, who are you? you know, I'd only been there two weeks. Um, and first home game was May United um, in front of 600 million people, I think it was, um, around the world. So yeah, a bit of a baptism of fire. But, yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've, been, uh, I've, I've been at Palace for five years. Um, I'm not a fan. So I know we're in Brighton, so I have to keep mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, then went to Lewis, the community club there down in, in Lewis, which is absolutely fantastic. And uh, I've been here about eight months now at Whitehawk. Okay, great. So um, we had a chat before um, I came down here and we started using the system. And yeah. um, there's a bit of a sort of a backstory and why you're here and what you're here to do. So do you want to like, tell us the story so far and what you've come into? Yeah, I mean... For those who, who, who love non-league, they love, they they understand the kind of scenarios that um, you know I'm going to paint. But um, those that haven't, it's it's a microcosm of Premier League football um, at a very local level. Um, the players get paid, but the players have tantrums and the players want yeah. more money. And whereas you know someone like Sanchez or uh, you know Martial or whatever, you know they're after another fifty thousand a day or a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Here they're after another fifty quid a month. You yeah. Know? Um, the reality of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, you know, again, the old days, you know, the, the, the non-league player used to be a, a carpenter or a welder or a postman or a butcher, you know, um, the, and, you know, half-time cigarettes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. These days, they're all uh, IT professionals and um, personal trainers, um, and they can earn themselves a decent money on the pitch as well as off it. So, yeah. you know, the standard has got really a, a lot better in the last... Few, 10, 15 years um, because of the fact that, you know, the professionalism is, is filtering down. Um, off the pitch, football clubs are run by, you know, incredible volunteers who have been at, at clubs for 20, 30, 40 years um, and it's their life. It's their way of life. You know? Yeah. And, you know, having only been here for eight months, it, I'm just, you know, it's not my club, it's their club. And so the idea is, you know, to come in and help them and make their lives a little bit easier. Um change the perception of what the club's all about um, and bring in a a few new commercial sponsors, um, you know, upgrade the ticketing section and um, we found an all right company that uh, that does that. I've heard they're not bad. They're not bad, yeah. Um, (laughs) And, you know, new online shop, um, you know, new merchandise, uh, maybe a rebrand in the next few weeks um, just to, you know, sort of increase the opportunities for commercialising the club and creating a, a bit of a buzz along the way. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible city. Um, it's very young, very culturally diverse, and we should be reflecting that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, in terms of what you're here to do, what's your like long term vision, and how did you get started, and, and what have you done so far? So, so we've um, 
we've brought in a new sponsor, a new shirt sponsor, a new kit sponsor this year. Um, we've been bringing in some new advertisers. Um, the idea is just to you know make the club sustainable, um, generate some additional revenue, bring more crowds in, make it more of a cool club. Um, you know, make it more cultish. We're Brighton's second biggest football club. Yeah. You know, um, and that might sound a bit, um, you know, well, why are you or second best? Well, when you've got the Albion here, um, you know, and their their average, um, you know, TV audience is around about two point two billion. Yeah. As um, um, slightly less than that, um, but um, you know, we can still be a, a force for good um, in, in the city, and you know, we're Brighton's premier non-league football club. Yeah. You know? So. We can do things that perhaps the Albion can't or don't need to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can be a lot more um, community-focused. We can involve the community in a lot more things. And you know, the role of a non-league football club, I see, is to be a hub and to be a, a, a centre for the community. Yeah. Um, and that's young and old, um, you know, the able, the disabled, um, all, all genders, all, all abilities, um, all disabilities. And you know, that's... That's what we want to try and do, and because we'll get businesses that will want to come and help us do that. Yeah, and you know that's the way we work. We work together, and those those days of of putting a an ad board around a pitch and um, saying thanks very much in August, and then not calling them till May, and then saying how was it for you? Um, are, are way gone. You know that you've got to immerse the, the, the businesses into what you're doing and get them to buy into the culture. Right, um, because then they'll help you even more, and they'll be your advocates and your evangelists, yeah. and go out and tell, you know, other people. Oh, we do a little bit with Whitehawk. Well, they're doing a great job in the community, and they're doing a cracking work here. And that's the sort of thing you want. You want to build that, um, that notoriety and, and, and build that, in, you know, establish that around the city so that um, we can be sustainable and long term. Is it's all about you know sort of making the club, you know, profitable and and. And, and a place for for youngsters and, and new people to go make it their second biggest um, their second football club. Mm, okay, you know? so a couple of things you mentioned which I think we should definitely talk about more. So um, obviously we talked about volunteers and mm. like the, the part they play in any non-league football club, and yeah. I think we should probably talk about that a bit more because maybe if people don't follow non-league, they don't realise how much yeah. uh, I guess a club relies on its volunteers. It, it, it's strange. Um, you know, there, are, there are volunteers at Lewis, there are you know, volunteers at, um, uh, at, at Whitehawk. Um, that some have been, you know, for example, our secretary's been here 47 years. Phenomenal. The groundsman's been here 38 years. You know, they're not paid. Uh, they do it because they love it. Um, and even at Lewis, there's a, there's a, a, a young lady who sell, sold the golden goal tickets as you come into the turnstiles. Her name's Ethel. Mm. She's 84. 84. Yeah, she's been going 60-odd years. She married a player in the 50s, um, and so she's probably one of the original wags in that respect. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they, they do it because, you know, her son is on the tickets, uh, ticket desk or ticket um, turnstiles. Yeah. Her granddaughter sold the programmes, and right. it's a family affair. You know? Yeah, and yeah. These, these people, um, you know, they're from a kind of bygone age in, in a way, Um where it was community and they, everyone did help themselves and, and help each other, I mean, and 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 they still do it. And it, it's 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 enlightening and really sort of great to see. Um, and so the new generation, the new sets of volunteers, we come in and we try to instill that yeah. with them and say, you know, this is, you come down to a couple of hours, yeah, great, you can sell some programmes, brilliant, but just get inside the feel of the club and yeah. get inside the soul of the club and... and 
understand why these people have been coming for this long because yeah right, the football's not always that good um it does it, the wind and rain the facilities aren't that aren't that brilliant sometimes mm. but on other days you know you'll you'll have one minute a last minute victory um that will make up for all of those yeah you know and that's what it's all about it's all about that that passion and belief and there's plenty of volunteers that that um you know that come here and and do that and 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 enjoy what they do but we're always looking out for new volunteers and so if anyone wants to come along and try it out and see for themselves what a great afternoon they can have or a great evening on a weekday um just helping out and just making the club tick Mm. um they're more than welcome yeah yeah i mean it's an important part you know i think pretty much all the clubs we deal with they they definitely rely on volunteers in some capacity and without them there isn't really a club there so it's an important role you see it even at um you know at at the professional level um you know there were people at um at watford who'd been there 25 years yeah people at palace had been there 25 30 years you know um uh, even though at that level they get paid but um, you know it's still their routine their life and they love the club and you know they are the club yeah. um, and it's important that you know Premier League football clubs um, and, and and professional football clubs retain those kind of people yeah. because you know as we said earlier this this industry we're in is is over 140 150 years old um, so you're bound to have generations coming in and and you know, talking about the old days and, and you know, it's part of the legacy of the, of the industry, of the business that we're in. We can't sort of, even the, the, the newest clubs like your Milton Keynes Dons and your Forest Green Rovers and things like that, they're, they're, they've all got histories and legacies and, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's it's all part of it. So you have to keep um, keep on top of that and make sure that that goes, goes with you. But, you know, you can always try to improve and, and make things a little easier for the next generation to come through and, yeah, different demands but essentially it's all the same yeah okay now interesting and the other point was like the community so i think as you rightly say like the uh, particularly a non-league club is is the hub for the community yeah. it's a place people you can bring them all together so how have you been getting out in the community what have you been doing to sort of spread that white hawk message and, yeah and what well you're up to now? um we're nearby um the greater brighton metropolitan college um that has around about eight thousand students there we're at the bottom of the hill just underneath the the, the magnificent Sussex Downs mm. um, and uh, they're on, on, a, on the top of the hill they've got a construction and engineering section um, they're shirt sponsoring us this season and we've been um, helping the students gain practical experience I went up to to see them in uh, sort of July time early I'd only been here a few days a few weeks and they've, they've got this incredible building where the bricklayers are um, building uh, the students are building little brick walls. Right. The paint and decorators are building stud walls. The MOT students are fixing cars, and you know, I'm saying, well, do they ever get out of the of the environment that they're in yeah. and actually go out into the community and and help that? And they're saying, well, no, because no one will give them the chance. Right. Okay. Because they're only still studying, or they haven't got the experience, or you know, health and safety, and all that kind of stuff. I said, well, look, well, why don't they come here to the club? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll give them. You know some little jobs to do. Okay. We, can, we can we can do it as they they can do a, a brief, uh, run it to deadline, and we'll give them all the equipment. And um, so we've had the paint and decorating students um, of year one, year two, and mature um, about thirty of them painting our clubhouse. Right. Uh, we've okay. got some businesses. I've got a business paint and decorating business um, uh, who provided the paint. 
and we even got the media students from the college to record it and then use that as part of their curriculum as well. Brilliant. So um, we get a new clubhouse, they get practical experience, they can put on a CV before they even leave college, yeah. um, and the company gets a lot of goodwill because they provide the equipment. Fantastic. Everyone um, wins. Everyone wins. Um, that's pushed on now, so I've now got graphic design students designing posters. I've had um, catering students um, have um, demonstrations of uh, sushi making by uh, chefs from Brighton restaurants. Right, okay. I've gone into the uni- into the, the college and given them practical demonstrations. Yeah, um, I've got uh, some construction uh, students rebuilding parts of our um, changing rooms. Yeah, um, during the summer we're looking to build an outdoor bar, um, and the students will do that. Uh, they want to do the decking and uh, replace some bits and pieces. The electrician department, the electrical department, want to do something with the with the lights uh, during the close season, um, and it's been phenomenal. Yeah, you know? and yeah. it, we're touching a load of different type of student departments, and we're actually giving them some real experience. They're coming down, they're they're doing it to a brief to a deadline. I've got um, uh, a couple of film students who are as part of their portfolio. Um, they are um, doing a little documentary, uh, oh, right. a five-minute documentary, which we're going to condense into a 90-second promo film Okay. so that we can use it for next season's promotions. Fantastic. So season tickets, merchandise, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they've, they've written out a brief. Mm-hmm. I've said this is what I want, this is what we want to try and do. They've written out a brief, and they want to do it in a very kind of, you know, sort of, they're only, what, 17, 18, 19, I want to do it in a very slick way, yeah. in their style, mm-hmm. and I, that's absolutely fine, you yeah. know, um, you know, we'll do it that way, and, and, you know, that appeals to, to that kind of audience, um, superb, you know, and I, I, you know, I kind of encourage lots of other non-league football clubs to get to their local university, and, yeah, and, and, and see if you can help them, because, you know, these kids, you know, when I was at university, I got a grant, and, you know, thank you very much, and, Straight down the pub, you yeah. know, as, as we did then. Um, <laughs> but uh, these days, you know, they cost a fortune to, to be educated in this country, and it's, it's a crying shame that they're not getting the experience that they they need. Um, so one of the th- main things we're doing as a community club is is to make sure that these these kids get get an, an, a good start. Well, um, this is it, and it sounds like as well as you're getting them involved with the club, it links into what you were saying earlier about you know you know come and see a few games, get involved, and yeah. that's how you bring in your next generation of fan as well. It's funny, they um, you know. The generation, that kind of Premier League generation between sort of 18 to 35 mm. have only known Premier League football um, and have only known the big stadium and the 30, 40 pound a ticket. Yeah, and yeah. Taking the bottle tops off the water as they walk in and getting frisked and <laughs> not being able to you know, stand up or all that kind of thing. When they come down to non-league for the first time, um, you know, it's a revelation. You know, yeah. The freedom they get is incredible. And I've had a couple of weeks ago, we were playing a game here and uh, there was a bunch of lads here. I knew there was one or two that had been before, but um, it, it looked as though they brought their mates for the first time. Right, OK. So it's like five to three and the two teams are walking out onto the, onto the pitch and these lads are furiously drinking their beer. <laughs> You know, sort of going, hang on, I'm not quite ready, not quite ready. And they, they're gulping it down. I went up to them and said, lads, that's all right. Take it outside. What do you mean, take it outside? Yeah, take it outside. You can stand up and take it outside. Well, have a cigarette, mate. If you smoke, have one here. Yeah, yeah. And then at one end, you can stand at one end and at half time, you can go around to the other end if you want. Welcome to non-league. Welcome to non-league football. <laughs> and they're like, oh, she's fantastic, isn't it? I said, yeah, this is, you know, it's your club, mate. You can get yeah. involved, you know. They loved it. They loved it. I had the um, president of the student union came down um, and she'd never been to a game before. Um, 
I think she was Scandinavian, and um, she's really nice, and we got on really well. And I said, look, you know, I, I can't, uh, I'd love to love you for you to shadow me around, but a little bit busy today, I can't yeah. really do too much. So what I'll do, I'll put you in touch with the fans, the ultras, mm-hmm. um, and um, if you could, um, you know, go with them, and they'll tell you all about the club and what we're trying to do and how, you know, the message of anti-racism, anti-sexism, anti-homophobia and anti-violence, which is the kind of core of what we're trying to do, yeah. yeah. So um, I introduced her to a couple of the fans and, you know, they they take her under their wing and stuff. And so about half an hour into the game, I'm wandering around going, I wonder what happened to her. I hope she's all right, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) They've done to her, where is she? Yeah, and next thing I know, I look over and she's standing behind the the goal, banging a drum with a pint in her hands, (laughs) going, you know, was it racism? We say no, sexism, we say no. And and at half-time I saw I said, "Uh, you having a good time? I saw you over there. She goes, oh, this is fantastic. Brilliant. Absolutely love it, you know. So she goes back to the university, tells tells them the experience, um, we set up a student day. We bring down, you know, DJs and and okay, you know, yeah. we do a little promotion for them. Yeah, and we encourage a whole new bunch of students to come down and adopt us Absolutely. as their second club. Yeah, and you know, it's a fiver yeah. for the students. So why not? You know, and have some fun with it. And and that's where then the next generation of club is is, and that's what we want to try and do because um, already I've had a couple of um, media students doing degrees in sports journalism. Okay. Of the university, who um, we've we've managed to, to get on board and to do some match reports for the local newspaper. Fantastic! So um, it's all about tying this back into some real world experience yeah. whilst you're studying, but getting involved yeah. with your local um, club. You know, well. and it's not just to to young people. We've um, we're setting up a program with the elderly um, folk in in the Whitehall East Brighton area. We've got uh, a, there's an organisation called Community Transport Brighton, okay. which is like a, a bunch of minibuses that go around and do things with disabled and right that kind of thing and you know drop off shopping and you know do a lot of community work and we're going to try and set up a uh, a network of um, del- um pickup points for the elderly to come down to the game the games um midday they come down a cup of tea you know yeah. biscuit have a chat get to know each other and you know create a new family network some yeah. of the, sometimes these elderly folk you know they're on their own their their family uh, network is kind of not around them anymore yeah they kind of live on an isolated uh, day-to-day basis so anything we can do to alleviate that is 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 fantastic so Brilliant. we'll get to any transport brighton to come down they'll they'll bring them down here we'll you know we'll, we'll put them up and give them a cup of tea and, and you know make them feel welcome and you know, perhaps some of them might come back on a regular basis and yeah. then they may want to volunteer, yeah, um, you know. Yeah. And suddenly they're they're involved and they're sending programs and you know having a kind of making a new set of friends. Yeah. And that's that's what football clubs at this level should be about. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Oh, great, phenomenal stuff. Um, kind of leads nicely into the last few. Um, so the future of non-league. Mm-hmm. How does that, what does that look like for you? Let's say the next three years, five years. Where is it? Where is it going? I think that um, you know we should be. Rightly proud of our of our pyramid system um, in this country. It's probably the most um, concise and, and in depth um, football pyramid in the world. I'd say. Okay. Um, if you look at the stats for the Premier, uh, the, the the professional leagues, the first four professional leagues in terms of attendance, mm. um, the the fact that Tottenham have now got the Wembley and you know, West Ham have now got. You know, a decent stadium, yeah. uh, although the fans wouldn't say so, and I'm one of them. Um, um, 
the, the the crowds are up, and you know, so that means that the the Premier League is the most watched um, league in the world. Yeah. Um, then it's the Bundesliga, but then it's the Championship. Yes, it's yeah. the English Championship, which is the English Second Division, is the third most watched league in the world, beyond you know, La Liga, mm. um, Serie A, and and Ligue 1. Um which is astonishing. And you actually look down in the in the top ten. I think League One was in the top ten. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and then you go to to Pyramid like Com- uh, National, which is you know essentially Division Five. Yeah. Um, you're getting crowds of five, six thousand. Yeah, um, and even at this level, you know, we're, yeah, we're in we're in step seven, um, step three in the pyramid, and um, you know we, we've had crowds here of fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred, a thousand, two thousand. With Dagenham and Redbridge here in the FA Cup second round about three or four years ago, we've got nearly three thousand people here. Yeah. Um, so the the future of, the, of non-league football is is quite vibrant. In fact, um, you know certainly in Brighton. Um, it's become kind of a cult thing. I think there's a new generation of, like we said, younger yeah. people coming in and experiencing, you know, standing up with a pint for the first time. Yeah. And it's a bit novel. Um, but also with our inclusivity, we're, we're generating a whole new lot of new people who um, love what we stand for. But in general, I think non-league football is is thriving. Yeah. And I think that there's a real buzz about grassroots football in general yeah I um, agree with that the, the, you, and you know from what you do and you go into various clubs around the around the region around the country um, they're all kind of tied in with their own communities yeah. and um, there is a there is a kind of a will and a mood to actually come down and, and watch games yeah and I think I, I definitely would add to that and I think like clubs are, are realising that they're need to be more professional and they're doing mm-hmm. something about it because they do that and they get more people yeah. that then come in and want to be part of it as well and yeah. you can definitely see that move so yeah um you know it, it's 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 really interesting to see that you know i think down at this this level you can be more flexible you can you can have fun with it you know we, yeah. we had a on our non-league day this year we had a, a dj who dj's at uh Pybury corner up at um arsenal there's a oh, right. there's a yeah. shop yeah. there's a shop there selling artisan meat pies called Pybury Corners very famous and uh, fantastic pies and everything um, but um, there's a guy called DJ Ironingboard <laughs> and uh, <laughs> DJ Ironingboard uh, uh, the Scottish guy um, in his kind of early fifties um, proper football fan okay and he's got two he's got an ironing board he's got two seven inch decks. He's got seven-inch singles. He's got loads of little woofers and Dr. Dre beats everywhere and sticks them all around the ironing board and he just plays outside the shop. That is brilliant. Um, a friend of mine, a friend of ours, one of the ultras, um, actually uh, knows him and said, um, you know, would you like to come down for our non-league day? Right. So uh, we had um, the local kids group here as the mascots. Um, we had... Um, those of people from the from the states and the, and the local region coming down to to be part of what we're doing. Fans for Diversity came down and yeah. and, and have been absolutely phenomenal um, in helping us do the things we want to do. And yeah, Mr. Iron and Board set up and played outside, and it was a oh, it's a legend, absolute legend. And he just said, you know, give us a few pints and we'd be happy. And Brilliant. That's, that's the spirit of non-league, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And, you know, the, the the kids that were walking past going, have you got this one, mate? Yeah, I've got this one. <laughs> it's all jam and specials and mod and Northern Soul and, you know, all that kind of 90s stuff, Stone Roses. And yeah. It was just brilliant. And, 
you know, people having pictures with him and, you know, kind of a cult thing. But at this level, you can do things like that. Yeah. You know, you can have some fun with it and, 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 and generate that kind of goodwill because my, my ethos is um, if you can make a, a really special day for someone on the match day, uh, regardless of the result, it yeah. doesn't really matter what the result is. If the day itself is really good um, and that person goes to, to work or to college um, on the Monday morning and someone asks them, what they did, right? Like, what you do? What you get up to the weekend? Yeah, I wanted to say, oh, I had a fantastic day at Whitehall Football Club, and I went, what do you mean Whitehall Football Club? Yeah, so, yeah, it was this. We had this, this, this. This bloke turned up in his ironing board. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, the beer was great. Uh, the atmosphere was good. Everyone was really friendly. You know, oh, I can't remember the result. I think they drew or whatever. Yeah, but overall, it was a brilliant day and. That's what you want. Absolutely, that's what you want people, so, you know, people talking about you and yeah, bringing yeah. their mates next time. Exactly, and if we can generate that, then I'm sure crowds will come up, they'll go up, and we will start generating some real goodwill around the city. Yeah, sounds that's like what a we plan. Want. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so probably my last one then. Um, so you've been in the football industry for a while. Um, yeah, Fifteen seasons now. Right. So for people wanting to get into football in some way you know people starting out kids from the college yep. that sort of thing what sort of what's your advice for getting into an industry like this which can sometimes seem a bit closed off or yeah. difficult to break into it, it's a good question I've, I've been in situations and in sales teams where uh, we've interviewed someone they've turned up and they're all fired up but their perceptions in their and their perceptions of what the, the job is is slightly different yeah um, you know they think they're, they're joining a a football club, it's all glamorous and, and wonderful when you get to meet the players and they go around and do all, and all the money that they, they get surely must rub off and you must get loads <laughs> of stuff. And when they realise they've got to sit there and you know make 80 calls a day and yeah. and get on the phones and really and work on match days and work really hard on match days. And Christmas. And Christmas, yeah, Boxing Day fixtures and all that, yeah. Um, they they don't last and, you know, I've had people, you know, stay for two weeks, go for lunch and never come back, you know. Right. And... But and, and anyone who can stand, uh, you know, six months and get through the first six months is fine. Mm. Anyone who can get through a season, they're in for life. Yeah, um, that it's about um, not having any preconceptions and sleeves rolled up and get on with it. Um, if you get a chance to um, be a reporter, take it. You know, learn about the trade, learn, read about, um, um, read some great reports from great newspaper reporters, sports journalists. Yeah, you know, people like Hugh McIlvenny and. Uh, Who's just recently passed away? Um, some incredible right? Henry Winter, mm-hmm. you know, the Times, and there's plenty of plenty of others. Um, just read about how they get on with with, with doing it. Um, speak to um, your local newspaper, see if they want to do some reports there. If you're looking to get involved in sales um, or commercial, um, do the dirty work. You know, yeah. you've got to get down and dirty. You know, I've, I've had. Um, People who have been doing um, sales and marketing degrees, um, sweeping the sweeping the stands, mm-hmm. you know, um, start just getting in, getting working started. behind the bar, yeah. yeah, just doing match day stuff, helping on the ground, um, on the pitch, um, providing the groundsman lets you, um, <laughs> and yeah, selling programs, you know, just getting involved because if you love football, um, then all these little things that you do at the start are not a barrier. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter, you know. If you if you know where you want to get get to, mm-hmm. then um, get involved and do it, um, and and do those 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 mundane jobs that you may think is mundane, but actually is a vital part of the of any match um, match day, regardless of non-league or whether it's um, you know Premier League. Um, yeah, you you know you just have to get on and and 
roll your sleeves up and get on with it because the rewards are incredible. Yeah. Once you're in, you're in and it becomes your life and it doesn't become a job. Yeah, no, that's, I agree with that. That's, that's the that's... thing. It doesn't become a job and you, you suddenly realise that the end of the end of the week and you know your wife comes up to you and says you're looking really tired Kevin I said, well why why am I looking tired oh yes yeah, so I've done 70 hours this week yeah <laughs> you know because I had a game on Saturday I had a game Tuesday night I had a game on Saturday again yeah yeah you forget yeah you know because you know I was in you know you're in at 8.30 in the morning uh, for a match day mm-hmm. and you, you leave home at you know, leave leave the ground at half ten, eleven at night. Yeah, and you're up again for eight thirty. You've done fifteen, sixteen hours in that day anyway. That's it. Yeah, you know, and it's you think it doesn't well, feel like it at the it time feel like because you're loving what you do. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And I remember, you know, the big games in the in the Premier League. I used to get home, um, and the adrenaline would would kick in, and I wouldn't be able to you know get to sleep until you know sort of one, two in the morning. Yeah, you know, because the adrenaline was still buzzing. Yeah, yeah. Off the game, and then you know you're back up again, out again for eight thirty, nine o'clock, and do it all again so yeah it's just stick with it um, learn the trade learn the trade do as many different departments as you can okay. on match day work behind a bar work on the turnstiles get a feel for what, what it's like working with these people and working with different generations listen mm. learn a lot of stuff you know um, and you'll, you'll get in you'll, you'll be there and you know you'll, you can you can have a fantastic career brilliant Lovely. Right, so before we finish up then, um, where can people find you or the club? Where do you want to guide them to social media-wise? So um, you can go to whitehawkfc.com for for the website. The ticket uh, um, There's a, a button there for the tickets. You can click on buy tickets online. Uh, the shop's there as well. Um, you can get me at, at People's Game, um, and it's at Hawks underscore, Hawks FC underscore official. I think that's it. Cool. That's There's the Twitter, Twitter feed, yeah, Love on Twitter, it. and they're on Facebook as well. Um, the Ultras, um, I've got their own Facebook page as well. The Ultras are—it's kind of an ironic term, but they're an incredible bunch of, of, of fans that you know follow them you know, all over the place, um, bang the drums, um, um, toot the horns, and you know, blow the trumpets, and have a, a really the, the, the social um, message that they're they're putting across with the you know the, yeah. Did a lot of good stuff. The inclusion stuff is brilliant, and uh, so they're great. They're on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, next game is on Saturday against Potter's Bar. Mm-hmm. We've got a game on Tuesday against Burgess Hill. Both of them are six pointers. Um, so yeah, come down and see for yourself uh, what we're doing. It's a great club with a lot of potential, and uh, you know we'd, we'd be more than happy to welcome anyone who comes along. Awesome, brilliant, Kevin. Thanks for your time. Absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. Cheers, David.